0: Uh, I don't even know if I need to do an intro, man. It's, you just got to get to what we need to talk about. There's a lot that's going on today. Monday Night Means, doing it once again. Drew is here. He's just learning that Twitter is a, is a crazy place.
1: Now, um, not learning. I would say maybe like firsthand. I got my firsthand knowledge of how how... How dirty, how nasty it could be, man. I, I mean, hey, man, you know, I, I'm,
0: I, I don't really talk to people. I'm not popular enough to talk to people who don't really know me on Twitter. So I think you learning. If you, you're, you're, you're learning what it is to talk to people who you don't really know on Twitter, and that's not really a great uh, prospect in most cases. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So you know when if you, you put you said you put up a thing on Aaron Rodgers and people responded.
1: Yeah, this crazy stuff, man. I, all I did was retweet it and I um yeah. uh like quote tweeted it and Be quoted it, yeah. Yeah, just put up a like a little graph about um how it's not about us, it's about US us, you know what I'm saying? Um there were some other things in there, but just just the response that just that got it was uh, it was interesting. Oh yeah, well
0: yeah, well that's the thing too is the subject in being Rogers and the the whole the whole stand that he's taking now. It just seems to be a magnet for that sort of thing, you know. That sort of a response. So you know, I'm. You got to learn to use that block button, man. That's that's all I got to <laughs> say. For sure, I mean, or, or keep fighting it. I've I've seen people be on Twitter and just keep fighting people and arguing with people. I'm like, couldn't be me. I'm like I said, I haven't even reached that point yet. But I may nah, But you know, if I do, I'm not gonna really
1: have much patience with folks. I mean, yeah, I, I, you know. I haven't blocked anybody, um, but I, I typically don't respond like. It's one thing to have kind of a, a a cordial, whatever you want to call it, kind of back and forth, like a like a, a an adult conversation. But when you start throwing yeah. out unnecessary stuff, it's kinda of like I just kind of stop. I don't even really engage. I disengage at that point.
0: But you should you should dunk on people whenever you get the chance because that'll <laughs> that'll help. Well, it'll help some people learn not to mess with you, but other other it'll probably draw other people to you. Because mm. other people want to try you, the ones with certain degrees of 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 sense will probably leave you alone. But there'll there'll be some outliers. There's always mm-hmm. outliers
1: on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, but Let's yeah, see. we'll see. Just some. This an observation. I ain't mean, I ain't mean the side trackers. I'm sorry. No,
0: nah, I mean I, I let us get there too. So <laughs> I think that's I think is is needed information. You know for. For folks who you know are on the come up in social media, you know, yeah. Like the, for me, you know, like but I say, for me it's all it's always been quality over quantity. You know, a lot of case, like I say a lot of ways a lot of ways hasn't been my choice, but
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you know, I'm glad to have the followers that I have, and you know, a lot of them are, like I say, quality followers. It's not. A, it's not a mass of people. I'm also not following too many people as well. So I think that's a way that you can you can help your numbers by following others. But with the more you, people you follow, the more you get into the muck. Yeah. And the more you know. So that's yeah. that's just my opinion. If people if people want to follow. Me, like at, at times, I've been like, well, you know, I've I've just told people don't follow me. So they see see if the negative reinforcement gets me more followers or or you know, whatever, you know, the uh reverse psychology of it or whatever. But I'm but really my whole thing is like if you don't if you don't want to follow me, don't follow me. I'm not begging or asking for anybody to follow me who doesn't want to follow me, who doesn't want to hear from me. Mm-hmm. You know. So or engage with me in, in any sort of way. If you, if, you, if you don't, if that ain't, if you don't want to to do that with me, I don't want
1: to do it with you. So, yeah, it. it's simple as that. Simple yeah. as that. Although I would, I feel like uh, if if you were to come at anybody who may you know be feeling froggy and try to come at you, I'd be interested in seeing some of your responses. I I got a feeling they gear more toward uh, Scoop bees um, line of responses for his, uh, his peanut gallery. Well, I've,
0: I've had my, I've had, I've had some incidents, you know, so I got into it with, uh, the net, the network, true TV, (laughs) during during March madness, you know, cause I talked about how they, nobody, I, I said something about how nobody watches the network, which is a true statement. Outside of when the tournament is on and nobody watches any of these shows that they constantly advertise during their time, and they got a little salty about it. So, you know, <laughs> that's just one case, but there's been others. But I, you know, I just I just stick to my cell on, on there, you know, and, and mostly make my little I make my little observances and jokes, and and uh, besides that, I'm lurking. You know, I got you, you know. But yeah, so, but yeah, but yeah. Let's let's get to. Like I said I, I didn't want to do an intro, but we, but that was you no. Know, but we got plenty to talk about. Basically, is what I'm, I'm saying, and uh, you know, we're doing uh, a, you know, essentially a pregame show for the Bulls and the Bears, who are both going to be, you know, uh, pretty much in action within the next hour. Uh, the Bulls are on at seven, and the Bears about this time, about an hour from now, about seven twenty, on Monday Night Football, and um, uh, we got a uh, you know couple couple guests coming in, Ryan Bukovetsky, our Bears writer uh, for War and uh producer for that that Davis show. He'll be on in about ten with us to help us uh, with the Bears stuff, and uh, Drew Drew, I guess Drew be dipping at about seven. To, <laughs> You know in time for the bulls tip against the nets but uh i'm gonna stay on for a little longer after that sort of towards up to the bears game you know i, I do want to i am going to be having the the bulls on on the screen with me when, when i get off of here but i don't you know i'm not worried about catching any full games if you ain't paying me you know to watch a full game i ain't really tripping about it but but this is going to be a, a fun game to watch tonight with the bulls and the nets and um but uh I'm staying, the reason I'm staying on past seven is because uh we're gonna like so we have Dave Evans in, my guy Dave Evans. You know, uh for those of you who follow war, you know, he's been on a bunch of our stuff and uh he's been doing the uh the in the building show with me. Uh and uh I'm we're gonna talk about some of our upcoming plans with that along with some other stuff uh past the out uh into the in past seven o'clock. And uh by the time the bears kick off, i'm gonna be off uh be off here then so I can observe that game for whatever it is but uh yeah but the the thing I wanna start off though to talk about probably the most timely thing we could talk about right now uh me and drew both watched uh in the past hour the Scotty Pippins uh big exclusive interview. With uh, Tyler Times, I believe, the writer for GQ, and um, they had it streaming on GQ's website, and they had a uh, you know it had it where uh, you know people can comment uh, you know uh, live and ask Scotty questions live. So you know uh, Tyler Times was asking questions as well. He had his he had a, his interview set up, but they at, at the end towards the end they uh, opened questions up to the audience. And, um, you know they were you know I, I, the fun, <laughs> drew drew was funny during this way <laughs> being we were texting some stuff being drew, but uh, you said it was just confusing, i think was your word yeah and, and I, I i just let's start off with that why did you think just did you you thought the whole endeavor was confusing, or what
1: no, not the whole thing, just just some of uh pips pips. Responses to the questions that were being asked, it felt like oh, you okay. thought Pip Pip was coming off as confused. Yeah, and we we've we, we kind of seen Scotty talk from both sides of his mouth before, and this kind of fell right into that same line. Like Tyler Times would say something from the book that Scotty himself, I'm sure, this is his book, so he put <laughs> it out there he and he got
0: was quoted in his own. Yeah,
1: like, and then he he would ask him something about a particular section, like I mm. think there was something about Clyde Drexler. Um, and Scotty said something to the effect of, yeah, I didn't mean it this way. Uh I think Clyde would consider me one of his better friends. And it had something to do with um the relationship or the chemistry of the dream team and how the the Bulls, mm-hmm. how Scotty and Mike had just beat Clyde and um whatever conversation there was about Clyde Drexler and Jordan kind of competing for the best two guard kind of was put to bed at that point and Clyde kind of having a chip on his shoulder, but it just the answers he was he was given, man, it just it just didn't seem to to align with things that we have heard um, leading up to this book release. Um, I think he may have mentioned at one point um, about it being a team game, and he's not really worried about individual accolades. And he didn't play the game for individual accolades. But in this whole book, based off of, if not, he said accolades, the,
0: accolades cho- chase him. He don't yeah, the accolades
1: Chase him. Yeah, accolades chase him. That's cool. But in in the whole premise of this book, the whole reason why he started making a big fuss was because of him not getting the amount of credit he thought he deserved as an individual. So it's just, mm-hmm. I was confused, man. I, it almost made me feel like Scotty isn't the one that really wants to put this book out. Like, somebody told him, like, hey, dude, you probably should just put this out. We might be able to make some money. Like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an extremely thought-out process. But in the same regard, I guess it kind of fits his bill. Like, Talking out of both sides of his mouth, um, that kind of way. So, I, I in that in that regard, I guess maybe it it, it all fits together. But it's just like I said, it, it's just it probably, it probably is
0: a little bit of both, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of these celebrity books are cash grabs and attention grabs. And I think for Scotty, they what there really is the whole thing about him wanting to get his just due after all these years and feeling that people don't rank him or or uh you know they don't have the right perspective on him in his career that that they should have that he feels we should have and yeah. um you know but at at the same time cuz it's these things are so many of these things that Scotty is looking for are nebulous in nature anyway that's why he that's why he talks out of the side of his mouth he just like you say, he when he he answers questions in the best way that he can, in the best way that suits him for that for that part of the conversation. It it, it has him at times sounding like Rick James talking about being on Chappelle's couch. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like I didn't I didn't just step on Eddie's couch, you know, did, <laughs> but then he missed the second the next second that he did, you yeah. know, uh, grind his feet at Eddie's couch. But You know that's what that's what Pip comes off at times. You know, but what was interesting to me was how he's his relationships with the with people of that time and bulls, not necessarily all bulls, because the probably the the Barkley one probably sticks out the most. Where he says he's cool with Barkley now, so it's you couldn't you can't imagine. 20, 25 years ago, that he would be cooler with Barkley and with Rodman in twenty twenty one than he is with with Jordan. Yeah, because he don't want to. He sa- he said he he said he'd be hanging out with Rodman and stuff. But he he ain't about to be hanging out with Jordan anytime soon, especially after the stuff he's done in the past week or
1: two. Yeah, couple a couple things. So if I could have, I think the question I would have asked Scotty would be, "What is it that you want? How is it that you want to be perceived?" Yeah. Um, you know, I think all of us can kind of um, assume what his answer would be, but I need to, I, I needed to hear from him what it is he's looking for exactly. What, do um, he, what does he feel that he's missing in his life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've been but voting.
0: It's got to be something given the way that he's been acting.
1: Yeah. And then the second thing, you know, as, as much as some people bring up Scotty's migraines, and I hate using this term, but. Uh, maybe playing or being soft against the early uh, Detroit Pistons teams, there's something to be said for him being Jordan's best teammate, as Jordan called it, knowing the type of mental warfare that Jordan sometimes can exact on his teammates. Like There's something to be said about the fact that Pippen grew and developed as well and as much as he did um, being Jordan's teammate, you know, I can only imagine, I think I might've brought this up before, um, on one of our running war segments or one of our running war episodes. I'm sorry. Um, just the fact of, I, I, I wish we knew like what the day-to-day practices and, and engagement and, um, experiences were like between those two, like, well, you know, we, we, we saw or we heard, or we hear stories about what Jordan did to push some of his other teammates, but I wonder what it was um uh, what what that experience was like for, for was like for Scotty did, did Jordan push his buttons in the same way what was well, it? you know
0: T- Tyler Towns kind of brought it up in a way uh, regarding the early part of their career and Scotty kind of played it off with saying well you know uh, he was he was still young and and I was young and we were sort of going along but which wasn't the case and you know, I'm I'm a derail a second to say that Tyler Times, I think, for whatever reason, he got a good rapport with Scotty. He he had the the interview early with him earlier this year where uh when Scotty put out the liquor, the uh the bourbon or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was he first said he first threw out some shots then and he's been able to secure this exclusive interview with him. So he he's a guy who's been on the rise for a while. I'm not dissing Tyler Tines in any way. As as a journalist or whatever, but I think this interview could have used someone with a little more experience, or a little more, with, with a little better reference to Scotty's career and to basketball history in general. Especially when you heard how he <laughs> tried to pronounce Dan Marley's name. Just just <laughs> saying, but uh, but uh, you know, I the 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 specific point that I'm mentioning when he did broach Tyler uh did that early period of time with Scotty and Mike when Scotty first came into the league like it's like like the way that Scotty tried to frame it was off and this was something that was illuminated in large part by the last dance and it was illuminated by footage of that time that showed Jordan not necessarily Jordan but Oakley Charles Oakley sort of Bullying him a bit. and was, anybody who knows that team at that point, they recognized that it was Mike and uh, Oakley was the enforcer, and he protected Mike from everything else. and th- then there was the rest of the team. It wasn't like Scotty was let in in that he was a you know a high first round pick. He was well regarded stuff. But nobody was like, oh, Scotty's here now. We're going to really start snapping. Scotty had to prove himself just as any other rookie did. And he was just a skinny little kid out of Arkansas. He wasn't a big name college star nothing like that. Wasn't a big deal coming out of school. So, you know, I, I, he wasn't on the same level as Mike in 87 and 88. And he never, really, he never really was on the same level as Mike. He was always chasing him in some way. But. Yeah. It took him a while to gain to gain the respect that I think he was trying to play off that he had, or maybe he thought he should have had coming into the gate. Into the gate, and I would I would imagine if you talk to other players on that team at that time or whatever, coaches or whatever, that you know maybe Jordan didn't deal with Pippen the same way that he would have dealt with like. Uh, you know, a, a Paxson or a Dave Corzine or somebody like that. <laughs> but he—he he probably. But Scotty didn't. It, they didn't come. In, he didn't come into the game as an equal of Michael's at all. He didn't. Yeah. Or I mean, no, he didn't close to. Him.
1: Yeah, and even still, this dude voted among the top fifty players. Ever yeah. In the game voted among the top seventy-five players to play the game. He's—he he's, played a pivotal role. In each championship the Bulls run uh, won, he uh, was phenomenal mm-hmm. in that '94 season without Mike, and yeah. you know yeah, it, it was, was
0: interesting too that he said that that was some of the most fun that he had. Yeah, like, I, yeah. you think he was fronting a little bit on that, or putting <laughs> put a
1: hundred on it a little bit? If, if not, if not fronting, just kind of overstating it. I guess it's fun too, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to hammer home the whole idea of um the way Michael looked at him or maybe his other teammates. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think I, I think he did in a large part probably enjoy being the guy mm-hmm. at that time, but the it's that that came with other things that he didn't handle so well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to he he had to learn that. But every he never was he never was in a position where when he was the guy where he was able to lead anybody to anything, you know, Mm -hmm. even in Portland, he was maybe he was the most important player on that Portland team. But that was very much, uh, uh, you know, uh, a cast of equals in a lot of ways, Uh, you know. yeah it wasn't you know it wasn't uh it wasn't him and everybody else on that team it was mm-hmm. he was too old and you know too limited at that point to to if it was Scotty in ninety four he could have pro- he probably would have led that team to the finals and maybe to a championship but Scotty at that time wasn't up for that but he still was a very capable player mm-hmm. and but he was part of a cast of players. That you know worked well together and got themselves sort of over, sort of overachieved in a way, to get to that game seven against the Lakers.
1: Yeah, he's 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 part of the the prototype of players that we see today. The whole whenever I, whenever you know there's a broadcast and they talk about a point forward, my mind if they don't say it, my mind automatically goes to Scottie Pippen. Like I, yeah. I just I, I just feel like maybe he's um sorry it's, it's commotion apparently outside my <laughs> parking <apartment> door uh <laughs> the, the dog standing guard yeah man this dude here but no I just I feel like he's um he's he's selling short how other people feel about him I, I,
0: yeah, I know. well I think
1: you know I
0: think he he may have a right though to feel a certain way about the way that the general public May feel about him or the way that they observed him or, you know, take it takes took in his career in hindsight. But I think, yeah, but I I agree. I, I would say that people who really know the game give him his just respect. And the people who were all part of that Bulls team, including Mike, give him his just respect. So it's like, You know, I think Michael Wilburn said this pretty clearly last week when the first stuff emerged about the excerpt from the book and everything. But he said, like, you know, Michael always gave him his just, just respect. He always stated that he was the, he wouldn't have done nothing without Scotty, and he was Scotty was the greatest teammate he had, and and Scotty plainly gave that back to Michael in the Tyler Times interview tonight. He said that, of course, Michael is the greatest, you know, teammate that he's had, but. It's like, I don't know if this whole thing sort of started in in the way that these things start because it was one famous guy throwing shots at another famous guy at the famous guy in regards to basketball. And, you know, that's, you know, if you go, if that's where you go start, start it, then you got to have a reason to start it or you got a reason to finish it. You know, don't just be don't just use that to get up to people's interest. And then be like, well, you know, it ain't really about that. It's about this stuff and this and that, you know. Again, he's he, what, what he really trying to do is sell a book. We all know that, and <laughs> you know, in the end, it's like, okay, I, I I appreciate you, Scotty, but I'm not just gonna shell out money for a book just because you want me to. It's like, you know, what are these? You know, be real, be be open about what you what you really are trying to state and trying to. to, to, you know, get across with this, this book and this, you know, uh, know, what, what, what are you adding to the conversation at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. thirty years outside of (laughs) your prime now, you know?
1: Mm, I mean, hell the, the first championship turn because of him being able to, to apply pressure to Magic Johnson and change the whole complexion of that series, man, like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, people who know the game know that stuff, but
0: you're not gonna you're not gonna turn anybody who watches Good Morning America. <laughs> Nobody who watches Good Morning America gives a damn about his defense against Magic Johnson <laughs> in, in the ninety one finals. It's like you're you're playing you're playing a role you're you're playing a role that's Separate from where uh-huh. your legacy really resides, anyway, you're yeah, playing, yeah, you're yeah, playing yeah. for the whole celebrity role
1: that he got into. always look at the picture oh, and go, Sorry, man, am I, am I really that little? <laughs> Is that Kanye? What's that? Is that Kanye? No, no, that was uh, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, okay.
0: All right, <laughs> he came up to in the interview, but yeah but you Ooh, know sort of, sort of uh, naturally but uh i mean but what basically what I was just saying is that he's playing the whole celebrity role in in this the doing this thing where you know is is he is his value gonna come does he feel that his value is gonna come as a as a celebrity as a notable person or as a basketball player mm-hmm. if you want your value to be as a basketball player as a legend, then you know maybe you need to you know uh Sort of, uh, you know, identify with people a different way, or reach out to to the public in a different way, or just, you know, I, I don't know. Just leave. I, I don't think he's really trying to get people's attention in the right way. If he wants to, if he feels that he's not getting just just do as a basketball player, you know, he's just he's playing a celebrity role in doing this stuff. No,
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree with you.
0: But anyway. Uh, you yeah, not know what's up with uh with Ryan. I hope he's okay, but uh, we'll check and see if he can still come on. But uh, it's just about twenty minutes left before the Bulls start up, and um, let I guess we get into that. Um, I say hosting the Nets tonight. Uh, the team is six and three now. They took two losses to. Unfortunately, two to the 76 ers last week both home and away and uh you know what, what what are your thoughts about the about the team coming into this week now now this is the week where things are really gonna ramp up by the end because they'll be in on the west coast by the end of the week uh by the way we're gonna do a, a special uh running with war prior to the Golden State game on Friday, like at eight o'clock uh leading up to that game. Uh that'll be the official runner with war episode this week. But I also may have something tomorrow, uh sort of a bonus thing. But uh tomorrow but Friday will be the official runner with war episode for this week. Uh pre-game leading into the Bulls and uh, Golden State. But uh before that they'll have uh Dallas who you know is gonna be competitive uh, here in Chicago, of course, with Luca. They they got a winning record uh, right now as well, and you got the Nets tonight. Of course, we all know the challenges that lie there that lie with uh, the Nets, uh, primarily Kevin Durant and and uh, James Harden. So, I mean, you know, in your opinion, what are you looking at tonight, Drew, and and what do you? hoping to see with the Bulls tonight, uh, you know, if after, especially after losing these couple games to uh, to Philly?
1: Uh, looking to see if Billy Donovan makes a change to the starting lineup, seeing if he goes with Derrick Jones Jr. over Javante Green. Both of those guys are, like, high-energy players, uh, but I think that Derrick Jones Jr. gives you uh, a little bit something more than what Green can provide. And there's no shots at Green because Green is – um, in that starting spot, he earned that spot for a reason. Um, but Jones Jr.'s uh, rim protection, um, his energy, his defense—I think uh, is just a little bit different. Um, he's got something like um, like eighty games more experience as a starter than Green does. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I'm also looking at um, Nikola Vucevic. You know, hopefully he can. I think uh, I think the New York game, the Joaquin noah night uh game um uh, he played really well, shot really well from the field and i'm I'm looking to see if he can kind of trend back toward those shooting numbers uh tonight yeah, I think he'll probably have Blake Griffin on him um Blake has had you know if you want to call it a little bit of a renaissance or <laughs> if maybe he was just playing possum in Detroit and is actually uh where he you know wants to be now, whatever you want to call it but um, I he, think he was definitely doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he would not well, Detroit
0: all that he had at all.
1: But uh, Vucevic, um, it, it looks like a matchup that he can take advantage of. Um, so looking to see how that goes, seeing if Donovan um, comes out of the gates and has plays set up for to try to get him going early. I think against Philadelphia the first two players at least were for, were drawn up for Vucevic, and he took, I think, the first three shots of the game, if I'm not mistaken. But those are the two major things I'm looking at. I'm disappointed in the two losses they took to Philly, but they beat Philly in rebounds, fast breaks, points in the paint. Um, one of those two games, they had fewer turnovers than um, Philly, so it almost just came down to um, three-point shooting. Like, Philly was – going nuts those two games um had some had some unsightly turnovers i feel like in the clutch moments of that game on the road against philly last wednesday but um you know they were right there as they have been in every game they've played in those three losses they've been right there so um there's no need to you know start feeling like the the walls are caving in or the sky's falling. just got to get shots to hit and that just you know they we're looking right at Vucevic for that one. Yeah, definitely. A lot of a lot of
0: tension has been on him throughout the beginning of the year, mm. and uh, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get to a boiling point with with that. But uh, you know, you mentioned you know sort of maybe allow Derrick Jones to get some minutes that Javante Green has had. I, I saw you on Twitter. You mentioned a particular lineup that uh you know has. Been sort of ultra efficient but hasn't had a lot of uh, time together on the court. What was what was that lineup?
1: It was it was just the starters with Jones. So it was Vucevic and, and Ball and the Rosen and Levine with with Jones. And so they were actually switching Green for Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like you says it's very very small sample size because Jones wasn't getting any playing time up until. um Patrick Williams' injury. I think the game after that New York game is when he started to get in the, into the rotation. The Utah
0: um, game, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and he's he's been playing well, and um, you know, we're we're down Patrick Williams. Um, we we've tried Javante Green in there playing the four, and like I said, uh, he he earned that spot. Um, but I think that's, there won't be a drop off in energy. Um, I think yeah. that can only be. Um, more positive things to come out of the switch than negative. You, you let Javante Green go to the bench and come into the game where he's playing against other subs rather than the starting group. Um, you get Jones Jr. kind of providing that rim protection that uh, Nikola Vucevic doesn't, at least from a block shot uh, standpoint. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing if they, how much more that group plays together and if Donovan um, gives Jones Jr. the to start tonight, especially against Kevin Durant. Um, you know, nobody on the Bulls really has the chance individually of stopping Durant. Nobody in the league really has that chance. Yeah, and Jones Jr. is probably a better help defender and, and weak, shot, weak side rim protector than he is an on-ball defender. But, I mean, he's just going to shoot over the top of anybody else you put on him, um, and probably even Jones Jr. himself. But at least you got a longer body, uh, somebody with more length to try to at least bother that shot more. Man. Yeah,
0: it, it, at least – Try to put your your hand in his face or something. But, you
1: mm-hmm. know,
0: it's, it, it, like I said, not it might. In most cases, it's not gonna make a difference. But you know, <laughs> you, you at least want to have that you know ability to do that. You know, yeah. maybe like I said, maybe you could throw him off a little bit. But yeah, he's direct. So what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll be interested to see how it goes down tonight. I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm with you, man. I don't want to worry about the team <laughs> <laughs> at this point. It's just nine games into the season. But, you know, we were feeling so good when they jumped out to the with, with the four zero start and then, you know, it was just, you know, the Boston game last week, you know, people people saw how we reacted to that and everything. It was a great thing to see how that team responded in that moment. And, you know, then you had the last two games and they couldn't really do what they uh, did in Boston. But, you know. It, we'll see how it goes. You know, if they lose today. It's, yeah, they're, they're still a winning team six and four, and uh, I, and I'm I'm wholly, uh, you know, confident that they'll win at least um, on Wednesday, and they'll you know probably have a good, you know, feeling going into the beginning of the of the West Coast trip. But if they win today and win Wednesday, then you're looking. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, probably an official comeback off of what's happened the last two games. And you can probably isolate that as being just, well, Philly is a tough matchup for the Bulls. And, you know, they got to, you know, see how they can play against them in the future. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. You know, if they, they can beat the Nets, that's that's another statement that they made for themselves. So.
1: It is. That's a great point you make, too, about uh, Philly maybe just being a bad Matchup for yeah. them, not not every team has a Joel Embiid on it, even though he didn't play well that first that first game. But yeah, man. Um, it's not too often you're gonna be going to against somebody that can do the amount of things that Embiid can do and can cause the amount of havoc or wreak the amount of havoc that he can he can. So um might just be one of those things. I was surprised by how well the Sixers look without without Simmons, man. it, it kind of changes my outlook, possibly for that team. Yeah. And, and going back to one more thing about the Scotty interview,
0: uh, he, he he mentioned and talked about some of the teams today, he didn't have any confidence. For one, he's probably not watching much back. <laughs> he, he didn't have any confidence in the Sixers. And again, you know, this was something that Tyler Times could have thrown back in his life. I'm like, well, you know, they, they just beat the Bulls twice, Scotty. So, you know, you don't really – you must really not like the Bulls if you don't like uh, the 76ers right now. So yeah. that they be Ben Simmons and all and this and that. But uh, anyway, we we got Ryan on now. And uh, we got about 10 minutes. So we, we could all talk for a minute. Ryan, like the talk with Ryan, and his, talk Ryan, about, Ryan. Ryan <laughs> and his hair.
2: Put me back <laughs> to the uh, backstage. I want to hear the, the talk
0: again. That was you good. You can hear it here. I want to talk with you and your hair, man. You like it?
2: By the way, the Bulls don't have a 76ers problem. They got a Joel Embiid problem. That's the only issue right there for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I got you becoming more of an Arizona. Is that an Arizona thing, man? What you're doing? It's the first time I tried it out in Arizona. I saw you. I saw you with Ken on a clip with Ken online. I was like, "What the hell is this dude doing, man? You, you like get too fancy, man." Hey, man, I, hey, I like it's, it, man. It's West Coast vibes, Kyle. You gotta, I like it, man. You feel it's it out here. I don't like it. Hollywood is slipping. I think it's a slipper. And that's slope. the
2: key, Drew. Hollywood's next. <laughs> We're only going yeah. west, baby.
0: <laughs> I think I, I'm surprised Ken a checked you on that, man. <laughs> too
2: much, too much continental U.S. in the way, that's the only that's the only <laughs> reason why.
0: <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, you you got any thoughts on the Bulls, man? Right now
2: uh no i agree with a lot with whatever uh, all the things that you guys were saying i thought uh, it was pretty on point and you know they're fine right now it's a tough part of their schedule they got to build chemistry still i i think we've seen it with all these like I don't want to call them necessarily a super team, but where a lot of at least all-star free agents come together. takes them usually by the all-star break to really get rolling and really get going. And if they can survive the first part of their schedule, we all know the second half is really easy, and that's the time where they might be flourishing. So I think the best is still yet to come. I just don't know what their ceiling is. I think we all agree, not title contender, but if the right injuries
0: happen, the right
2: anti-vaxxers happen, maybe it's possible.
0: <laughs> right. But I think I think a lot of us was starting to think like, well, maybe this could be a fourth or fifth seed, you know. But
2: on on uh, that's Davis' show, Ken and I, we are predicting four or five. That's how we feel about this team.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if them losing to the Sixers doesn't necessarily change that, nor the Nets, but at the same time, you don't want to give up too many games that you can possibly win. Sure. So you
2: sure. know. You know, that's, you a that's normal though, at least for right now. Cause like you yeah. said, it's just the 76ers and everybody sometimes has that one team that they really struggle with, but they just played the sure. rest of the conference really well. Mm-hmm. But you're right, if a few more teams like that pop up, then it's like, all right, maybe fourth or fifth is a little too hot.
0: Exactly. And then you're getting into what they they sort of had last year where they couldn't they just couldn't play up to the competition that they had. Mm-hmm. when they played better teams, they just couldn't match up well with them. And, and know, it looks like
2: a team with a really dominant, big, and a pretty solid size overall team, they're going to struggle with that one, too, it looks
0: yeah. like. yeah, that, And that's why some people are already like, look, they may need to do something at the break, at the, break, yeah. at the, at oh, the training I, line. I mean, yeah.
2: I thought you were going to end it at do something, and I was going to finish that with <laughs> get AD in Chicago because he doesn't <laughs> want to handle that Laker heat. Yeah. Homecoming, he's going to follow Candace. Let's go. That's all they need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. We, we gotta start sitting I don't, I don't know if Portillo's work for him though. He's he's a Green Bay Packer fan. He, he he may he's he one of those types, so I don't know. Yeah that's he, true. he may not appreciate Chicago stuff like we need him to yeah that's
2: true. But if you <laughs> yeah. do sign him, that's an easy conversion right there. That's no problem.
0: Yeah get <laughs> get some meat on them bones, yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, anyway, let's, let's jump into the bad stuff now. Uh, oh, Drew, do we have to? <laughs> I mean, then I got them on the screen now, so yeah. <laughs> but, but no, Drew, I'll I, let you, I'll just, let you uh... start since you're about to leave first. But you know, what, um, what, what do you think about tonight, man?
1: Pittsburgh's won 19 straight Monday night meetings, is that right? For real? Something uh, like that. Yeah, they do got crazy. some weird streak like that. Yeah. Um
2: you know, I heard another weird streak really quick. I think the Bears have scored a defensive or special teams in their last six Monday night football games.
0: Oh, really? Man, mm-hmm. That makes that makes sense. They do they do show up in some ways on Monday night, but they <laughs> not necessarily all the ways, but it's like, yeah, not you
2: know? the way you want. <laughs>
1: I'm not expecting a victory tonight. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Um, Khalil Mack is out. Um, Eddie Jackson is out. Um, the run defense is kind of gone. The, the, the strength of the defense or what we, what we saw it or thought it was going to be has really become kind of a, another Achilles heel for this team. Um, they've gone from 12th to 25th in run defense. They've allowed at least 145 rush yards in the last three games. Part of that is due to um, Eddie Goldman not playing up to what we thought he would, Hicks being out. A um, couple stats for you guys. Uh, I believe it's over that three-game span. In a six-man front, these, the Bears are, have given up 5.44 yards a carry, fifth worst in the league. With an eight-man front, they've given up five point seven yards per carry, which is the worst in the league. I saw that and almost fell out of my chair, man. Like, (laughs) and true. I don't know if
2: you have this stat, but uh, I imagine when they give up a lot of yards rushing, that's when we've usually seen them at their
0: worst. Yes, thank you. Maybe they should just (laughs) have a one-man front and just. It seems like they might
2: be already doing that. (laughs) We're just not seeing it.
1: Layoff. Layoff. (laughs) Um, yeah, just not. I don't know, man. We, we've talked about how this season has gone from, you know, some people thinking that, you know, the, the Bears can compete for a playoff spot. To, you know, Kyle has said many times this should just be about um, Fields and his development. Uh, so I don't. That's kind of where I'm at with it, man. Just looking to see how he performs under bright lights, if he can be the glimmer of hope for the national media uh, tonight. In what might be an ugly, ugly affair. Um, that being said, if if they win this game, they're right. They're still, you know, fallible. Yeah, yeah. For the, in the playoff run, for all intents
0: and purposes, was, you Ryan was surprisingly generous in, in mentioning that in his. His preview. Like he said that there may still be reason to hope after tonight's game, but well, you likely won't play off
2: yeah. playoff viability hope. That's as far as <laughs> – that's my ceiling. No contending whatsoever. Like, it's like a first-round exit.
0: Yeah. The streak, by the way, is, is 18. It just flashed um, on. 18. Yeah.
2: Hey, that's a pretty long streak. I, I kind of feel the Bears now. I almost want to put money down on – 18 straight, like, that's coming down soon. If it's not this game, it's the next one. I'll tell
0: you that. But the, the spread, they it went down. It was like a seven all week, then it went down to six and a half. Honestly,
2: it could be 30 at 18 wins in a row on
0: Monday Night Football. No way. Not in the NFL. They can't lose by 30 again, man. I hope not. <laughs> like, like I, it, it's bad enough that they like people are like, well, if it's, if it's a six, you gotta take a six and a half spread. Like that's that's a big spread for a rec- for an average NFL game, and people are like, "Oh, thing- that's easy money, man." <laughs> Going go with that, man. But you know, um, the only
2: thing that would make that easy for me is just
0: that eighteen win,
2: that streak. I can't even believe that. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a that's a nice little record.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, on the screen now they got it at an even seven. So. If the Bears oh, – so the, yeah. the Bears, essentially, people are like, the Bears are not – there's no way the Bears are going to lose by le- uh, less than a touchdown. So, it probably
2: would be even worse if it wasn't for all the Chicago bettors that are hopeful in betting on the Bears. The meathead the the lobby. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. If they keep it at a close number, so all they're throwing that hope.
0: That's, Two possessions. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but let's talk about the reasons why they there may be a chance that they could at least keep it close. Well, you know? can
2: I can I preface it with my thought real quick on the game?
0: Go ahead. Well, Drew, Drew, I let you, I let you go now since it's seven. You want to get on with the with
1: the Bulls? Yeah, yeah, I'm i I'm i am I'm gonna take my my viewing pleasures to the Bulls and maybe <laughs> glance glance and see what the Bears are doing. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's that's what's good about tonight. It's
0: like hopefully they don't both embarrass us, but, you know, if, if one does, you you you've got a chance that the other one may, you know, give you something to watch, so.
1: Yeah. 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 You take it At easy, least, man. Enjoy the good one. Trill. Ryan, always good to see you. I like the hair. Don't let Kyle, don't let Kenny, Kenny say anything to you, man. Keep it. Keep it.
0: Oh, I like man.
1: that, Trill. I like it. <laughs> that, that's gets was, it. That's nice. I'm gonna. was I'm a nailing
0: put a, it with
2: those bears rushing points, and he is nailing it with the hair points. Right. Let now. me
0: put a less nice. Leave person it on a high note and, and see what he thinks. Dave,
3: I'm not touching.
0: about his hair.
3: I'm not touching it. Can you guys hear me? We hear yeah. you. Hear me? Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I mean. It, it, look, it, looks punk, it looks well coiffed. It looks, listen, it looks being well coiffed. I mean, you know, beauty yeah. is an eye to beholder, man. Oh, right. I ain't got no damn hair. Fuck
1: you, what are you asking me for?
2: <laughs> I didn't ask. I want <laughs> to make that note.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. You good, David? It's good to see you, man. Likewise. All right, guys. All right, yeah, have
0: yeah, a good guys. one, Drew. Yes, sir. Well, Dave. Uh, cause because the well coiffed one came on late, we still talking bears <laughs> stuff for that. Okay,
3: but. well you guys go right ahead. Hopefully, uh, you know, I get. Uh, hopefully, it's good news for the bears. Well,
0: the game hasn't started yet, so it's, it's nothing but good news for the time being. But it, it, that may change in about twenty minutes. Well, so. I think
2: my best case scenario with this, and I've been thinking about it all day. I've been kind of excited for today's game for some reason. I don't really know why. Like. Never have I thought they're going to win. I picked them to lose. I even made my public opinion that they're going to lose. And I went with 26-20. I think it's going to be low scoring, so they got a shot. Okay. But I couldn't really figure out what my excitement was, and I think it's like this culmination of reports from a guy that we've had on that Davis show in Benjamin Albright who is reporting that the Bears are looking for coaching candidates and it totally makes so much sense that they're going to keep Ryan Pace. And give them a third coach, and just they have this trust, they don't want to go through the old dreaded search firm again, so they're mm-hmm. just going to go with them. They Too trust much them. work
0: for, for right. For and when
2: and we see with Sweaty Teddy, when they trust, they trust <laughs> wholeheartedly, trust, yeah. And they're planning on at least moving out there or being so attractive to sell the team with that Arlington Heights bid that you know that they're they're worried about. Messing up another GM. And if this guy picked Justin Fields, they're probably just thinking, like, just get another coach. Make it work. Yeah. So, like, we need Matt Nagy gone at least, right? Like, we have to break this up. And as much as, you know, coaches impact the development of players, it's also sometimes the players are just great. And I think Justin Fields has succeeded despite Matt Nagy versus the right.
0: opposite. It Fields is as great as he as we think he can be, he will overcome bad coaching to a degree. Exactly. And And so
2: you need a new coach to try to, like, bring more out of him. And then you look at tonight. So you have that last week's game. And Theo Epstein from the Chicago Cubs, or used to be with the Cubs, his famous line that uh, development isn't linear, right? Like, Just because he has one good game last week doesn't mean every week he's going to get better and better and better. He might have a dip down, and the Bears suck on the road, quite frankly. They only play well at home. That's why when we talk about playoffs, them losing a couple home games basically make it impossible. But anyways, maybe they get better on the road tonight with a win. The other thing besides Justin Fields is they have this dynamic duo in the backfield in David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Herbert. Yes, we've so got this legitimate thunder and lightning thing going, and they both have a same trait skill of they make guys miss. And that is so valuable in the NFL. And they're both good pass catchers, so they can help in the backfield. Tariq Cohen might be able to come back and imagine him more as a receiver running back. Makes that appealing. But this is Matt Nagy's game now. And we even talk about the right tackle, Larry Borum. He might be a good player. We keep hearing about him and his development. Well, he's got another week. Jenkins
0: worked out some on the field tonight, yep. too.
2: So it's all on Matt Nagy, right? you got to score points. you got to win this game. You go yeah. and lose and make a four-game losing streak going into the bye, like this feels exactly like last year. Yep. Except you have Justin Fields, who is much better as a prospect than Mitch ever was, in a Bears uniform at least.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got, I'm on record as saying nothing is going to save Nagy this year. So he could lose out, he could win out. <laughs> well, if he uh, wins out, if he wins out. That'll save him. Like, but he could he could win like half his games going forward. I, I don't think it's gonna be enough. But
2: I think it's possible if he gets like an over five hundred record, gets in the playoffs, and Justin uh, Fields continues to improve. So he said, if he
0: if he's like nine and eight, he could still keep and it.
2: gets a wild card. He has to make the playoffs. And what if Justin uh, Fields looks like offensive rookie of the year by end of season? Well,
0: he, if that's the case, I ain't going to Arlington Heights. They ain't, they ain't going. They ain't getting me to come to Arlington Heights. <laughs> but anyway, but I, what I was getting at though is that you know Nagy just he, he's less of a factor to me than he's ever been at this point. I think, like I said, it's about fields, and I think the running the running combination, you know, definitely anybody who's observed those two. You know, don't you know you you set it up well, Ryan. But anybody who's observed those two can be excited to a certain degree to know that these two are healthy. You no, know, they're perceivably healthy, and they, they got a chance to both be used in the same game. If we could see some sort of development being used where they're a, a real like thunder and lightning combo that that we would like to see. That'll mean so much more to the development of the offense as a whole and uh to again going back to this the man at the center everything feels it helps it helps him in so many ways as well so you know hopefully they have the sense to utilize those two guys and it's not just a thing where oh Montgomery's back so we're going to give him 95% of the carries and and have Herbert just be off to the side you know is hopefully they know how to They show some way that they could utilize both those guys effectively and at the same time, allow fields to do a little bit of at least a little bit of what he did last week Mm and in in the multi uh, uh, dynamic sense where he's running as well. And, you know, maybe even some, like say some called run plays for him, some RPOs, but also allowing him to press the defense down the field because you got, you got to challenge this Pittsburgh team on defense or something. You can't just let, let him go back and let T.J. Watt or whoever else tee off on him. That's going to make it another bad day for Fields.
2: And, you know, that's why I bring up the excitement because I feel like it's high stakes tonight. Like, what if Matt Nagy and this offense, after he missed last week and they score like 35 points or 40 points, what if that just freak show happens? And they go into the bye week. We're, like the narrative changes with him in this game a lot to me because yeah. it's you don't have the defense. Like we're expecting them to struggle because of how many guys are injured and just how poorly they've been playing of late. But we don't even put that on the defensive players because if you can't score ever, what's the point, anyways? Right. So if he comes out and does something, and he's not had Montgomery and Cleo Herbert together. And he's not had Justin Fields, you know, at a point where he really improved. Like maybe Matt Nagy has been coaching him fine, but we just didn't see the breakout until he had COVID. So we'll see what happens. Like it, it can be just a great day for Matt Nagy. If he can put it together and they can have a performance. And I, I keep bringing up that 18 game win streak. Cause that is just like setting it up well, to ridiculous. be right there. Bears. Like, I just feel like that just makes it seem like the Bears are going to win. Maybe it's just like 12-7 or something ridiculous, and we don't even feel good about it. But if he puts on a performance, it's got to be through the offense, obviously. Like, we're not going to give him credit for a defensive showdown with the Steelers. But if he scores a bunch of points, like, that might just change, at least for the time being. And I don't want to be down there on your fire, naggy because I'm with you. You got (laughs) to fire him.
0: But they got it. I mean, look if if they if if they have, it might be even better that they have some sort of uh, hope or or charge going into this bye week. Because when they ultimately screw themselves in December, that'll make it even feel even worse, maybe. And maybe that'll be like I say. I'm just I'm just trying to engineer something. But the Where, crazy thing is, Kyle,
2: they're gonna, you know, if, if they win, they're four and five. They're right there.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: they're right there. Like, do you? I think the Saints were going to get a playoff spot. We said on that Davis show, but I don't know. Trevor Simeon, the rest of the way, is that is that going to yeah, drag? Yeah,
0: that's you? the that's the thing too. Like, I was I was I was about to say like, well, the NFC, but. Who really is that tough in the NFC like right now? Like we we just saw the Cowboys yesterday get smoked by the that lousy Denver team, yeah. and yeah, I you know, say, nobody nobody in the conference really is like the no, the Rams got beat beat down yesterday. It's like nobody the in the conference lost the is,
2: Trevor Simeon the week before. Yeah, yeah. I'm,
0: the South is what that's just a jumble of teams. Like, but the only think, team that hasn't looked weak has been the Cardinals, and they're still the well, Cardinals. you
2: could say maybe the Packers when they have Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, that's true. They didn't, they didn't have, but who knows if they're gonna have him. He he wants to keep taking horse yeah. medicine and stuff, and he's not motivated to stay, stay there.
2: Like yeah. everybody knows, like he might this might even be part of his play for all we know. Maybe <laughs> right. he put on a great first half. I still got it. Put this clown in to see how much of a difference. You got, and I'm
0: out. I'm just looking for him to be completely encamped in Austin with Joe Rogan in a couple of weeks, and like, look, this is this is gonna be my life for the rest of the of the of the fall, and I'm, I'm gonna hide out until this COVID thing uh, blows over for real.
2: Yeah. Kyle, I have to know, how did you feel about the Jordan Love experience?
0: I loved it. I loved. I loved it. like it, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? Well,
0: how else could you feel, man? They lost to that lame KC team that can't even score
1: two. How many down, times
0: man. have
2: we seen that quarterback in a bears uniform? Like, just keep yes. throwing accurate.
0: Can't that is that was such on. a bears experience. You're right.
2: I it was surreal. I was like, did I take some kind of recreational drugs before this <laughs> or something? Like, I am watching what I've seen for the Bears my entire life, and I've never seen it. Even their backups look more capable in the past. I think that might have been the worst Packers performance by a quarterback and, I've seen and, in my lifetime.
0: You know, it, it was it, it really was pure Bears because they had a good defensive performance. Yes. They oh, my God. They, they couldn't Shutting score down more. the baby go. Yeah. that You were so right on that, man. Damn. But what if, I mean, what if that is the case? And all like, the special teams blunders, too? <laughs> what if, like, because they when they touch the ball, at the same time, a couple of weeks ago, like one of the oh the, the life God. forces switched.
2: Freaky Friday. Yeah, oh they my
0: Freaky Friday at each other. We if we could if that's that's the only way the Bears oh. gonna be able to win for the next twenty years if they Freaky Friday wow, that, That's the, the best
2: thing I've Heard in a long time. <laughs> I really oh, but see now you got to forfeit in Green Bay. You got to not even take the bus up there. You got to be like, nope. When that guy yeah. leaves, we'll play you guys again. Right, right. We hey. runs up.
0: Yeah, leave, yeah, that's exactly. They can't they can't take the field with them until Rodgers is gone.
2: We'll take two buys this year. I, it's a a strategical thing that we're trying out, seeing if we like it this year. But we're not going to Green Bay.
0: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh man, but Ryan, man, I I I got. I'm gonna let you go, man. We they gonna get this game started? Uh, By the
2: way, this Bulls game's looking right to start.
0: Okay, I, I I gotta have that on my computer so I don't have it up yet. What's the score right now?
2: Nine six. DeRozan at the line for one extra. The Bulls are in front.
0: Right, They're leading. That's good. I think they could. I think they got a beautiful euro. Shot
2: a beautiful euro by Blake Griffin on the foul. By the way.
0: Oh, um, I guess he. We talked about how he just he gave nothing to Detroit. Like he he completely played possum in Detroit. All right. No not, uh,
2: no comedy clubs that he wanted to perform out there. He needed uh New York, LA. <laughs> no. That's it. Right.
0: No, no yuck yucks in Detroit yeah. where he could do stand-up. Like how
2: can I do commercials and stand-up out here in Motown? Yeah.
0: That, that's that's not working for him. Yeah. <laughs> but be me, me and Dave are gonna finish up the show, man. I appreciate you coming on, though.
2: Dave, Kyle, have a great one. Good talking to you as always, Kyle.
0: All right, man. we'll talk soon. Oh, let's Useful. try to get on during the weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do a big bye week uh special. Ooh, I like and it. And we could we could we could we'll completely size up the team after tonight. Maybe I like you know, it. Yeah, we'll we'll we we'll
2: good. This bye week yeah. comes at a good point where it's good to like kind of project and see what are the expectations.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, definitely you can read him on uh the War Ready substack every week pre- previewing the bears and of course you can listen to him with uh Kenneth kind of that Brett Michaels. What the hell? <laughs> they got Brett Michaels on the field in, in uh Pittsburgh. That's really cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I gotta get this game on. Yeah, man. Oh man. But yeah, I, I'll talk to you soon, man. Peace out. Peace out. All right, bro. Well it's, it's sports is is such a weird thing, Dave. is Did you did you see did you watch any of that Scottie Pippen interview? I sent you the link.
3: No, you know what? No, I didn't get a chance to rush in it earlier, but I definitely will.
0: I've been feeling very nostalgic for Chicago. Um well, I um, yeah, yeah. You, you maybe could watch it. You I, 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 they'll probably have a week could rerun it. Let me check, let me check this out right now and see. You could probably rerun it, but yeah, it looks like it, but it's, it's fun. It's, it's like everybody, you say you for Chicago. And you see, like, most of the big news today uh, of this past couple of days has been Chicago guys airing out grievances between Scotty and Kanye. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you, I, I, I know you watched the Kanye interview. I, I yeah, know. I was gonna say since you were talking shit about
3: uh Ryan's haircut, I was like, we might as well continue with bad haircuts. <laughs> well, <laughs> Ryan has Ryan has a, I mean, a hair spot. And
0: Kanye sloped, man. Kanye, <laughs> Kanye
3: Kanye Kanye let his daughter, you know, on their uh, daddy daughter time go in with the clippers. And it's just... Of
0: course. But that—that's the slippery slope, man. You out there in, in that Western time zone, man. You, like I said, if you had hair, I would worry about you, but you don't have any hair, to... to yeah, look. they.
3: I, oh, they. Uh, I'm pretty sure they try. So, yeah, they—they they try to. They, the, the, the girls try to destroy everything. Um. So yeah, but, um, yeah. But anyway, well, I got
0: got to acknowledge young Idris making his debut, man. Oh yeah, Idris is here. Yeah, he um.
3: Like I said, he's 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 always the best part of
0: the day. Um, I just
3: got him not, not too long ago before we started. So yeah, he he's called. He has got a lot of hair, man. Well, yeah, his mom has a lot of hair. Uh, his siblings have a lot of hair. I mean, I just don't have a lot of hair. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah. So I don't know. We can talk about Ka- we can talk about Ka- terrible haircut and his. It's normal insanity from drink,
0: uh, champs. We could talk about football. Um, I am, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I ain't gonna have a song too much longer, but I do want to update the people on some of the stuff that we're gonna do. Like, I, I was, I'll say in, in future weeks, we'll probably have more time where we could do this, but no worries. like, I want to, I want to, uh, we you know with, with with this part of the show sort of expanding this, I, I call this my headline segment. And, uh, I think, you know, you would be a good for, good for that each week. And, you know, we'll, we'll typically have drew on as well for that, but, uh, just sort of like going over, yeah. Stuff like we, we, you know, a few things that stand out from the past few days and stuff. And, you know, out, you know, in, in sports, or outside of sports, you no, know, preferably, you know, Outside of sports as well, because we know we had the other show for sports stuff mostly. But,
3: Sport, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, but as far as any anybody who's interested, uh, hopefully that's a few of you uh, who who watching this show were interested in also uh, what we've done with in the building, the in the building show that me and Dave have done uh, since last year. We're we're still doing that. We're gonna get back to some new episodes of that soon. But I think with that show, uh it's gonna be more of an interview exclusive show. And um so we we sort of gonna leave the, the the random pop culture commentary and stuff to these segments that we're gonna do on here going forward. But uh uh while like I say while in the building will be more of an interview show with you know artists and different types of interesting people that we can that we come across and that we can get on the show. But uh, we, we got a couple uh, uh, spots booked up in the coming weeks. This, uh should be some fun uh, shows and interviews that we got coming up for y'all. So stay tuned with that. And uh, like I say, uh, uh, so keep supporting No War Media, so subscribe and everything. So subscribe to our YouTube. That'll be the best way to get uh, notices and uh, updates on when we go live with new shows and you know even beforehand you can get noticed uh notices about that so you can uh be up you know meet up with us when we do go live so uh definitely stay up with us there. but uh yeah like I said before we before we go I probably about 10, 15 more minutes here Um uh, yeah I I, mean, we, I guess we can start with the Kanye stuff man we, you know <laughs> he, he went off, he went off in a lot of different ways he, he you probably watched more of it than I did he was he, yeah. he, he was much like me and that De- me and drew were talking earlier about Scotty and Scotty was sort of you know as drew put it talking out of both sides of his mouth he wasn't necessarily trying to offend in the ways that he, really in any general way he was just he's more sort of trying to build himself up or defend himself. In, in ways that I don't really feel need to he needs to do but you know with Kanye Kanye is always on the offensive and he he doesn't care who he offends while being offensive so <laughs> i mean i you know, in, in that in that way you know what did you think about what he said about people like you know saying Big Sean was his birth <laughs> like and, and, and saying that Wade <laughs> was a, a copycat and all that like
3: I don't know I mean here's the thing about it. I don't know if he's wrong. I just think he's not I mean he's just not very tactful and he's at this point in life where he feels like he doesn't have to be tactful and I think a lot of times the e- you know his ego is what kind of shines through. I don't know if like a lot of his I think a lot of the things that he even tries to do and I don't and I don't think Nori helped the situation. Nori seemed like too much of a cheerleader. I and <laughs> and and I see it really was actually kind of annoying. Like he Mark, was, actually, was he was, you, he you was coon in the break
0: chaps have
3: you? I've watched it before. Okay. I mean I I get that's I I understand it's the you know kind of his MO on the show, but still. Yeah, I mean,
0: he's not—he's not gonna dig in in any way. He's just there to get famous people drunk and have them say wild stuff and and say, like the the best—the best—I think the best thing about Drake Chance is when guys tell stories mm -hmm. and you know reveal themselves through stories of their lives and their careers. But Kanye, what he's—he's not really a storyteller in that way. He just. A, he's just a quote machine and a you know a a,
3: a, na- a name dropper, yeah, yeah and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I I totally agree, and I, I just don't know if that was the right. I mean, I think you know, I don't think Kanye said a lot of things that were. I don't know the, what I heard, like the Big Sean stuff, and just like I don't think he, I don't necessarily know if he's wrong. He just could be more tactful. Um, and yeah. I think. Well, I mean, the thing
0: with Big Sean, like, okay. Big no, Big Sean isn't the greatest rapper, but he's he's by far the most successful artist he's had outside of himself on that label. Like nobody who nobody sold more records than him on good music, besides Mm. nobody sold more records than Big Sean on good music besides Kanye. Right. Right. So you know he's not, and it's sort of a thing where to me he's he's sort of picking on Sean because. For one, Sean has left him. He, you know, he's trying to start his own thing now, mm-hmm. and you know, he's talking about well, Sean didn't defend, didn't back me when I was running for president. Who, who what did you expect? nobody's going. Who, who's going to back you? Who, 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 anyone who's worth a damn and who had any sense in their head was not backing you for president. That's why you didn't get anywhere in your run for president because you had no business running for president. So it, it, the fact that he still thinks that he did a good thing in running for president shows you his mind state. For one, but yeah, I, but as, far, I would say, uh, uh, as far as Sean, like say, Sean, goes, he's not going to say he's not going he's not going to say anything bad about uh, Pusher, you know, for multiple reasons, and he's not going to say anything bad about Common because on a on a certain level, he still wants to come back to Chicago whenever he has the chance. So.
3: You're making it like he's Chief Keith or something. <laughs>
0: saying, like, he doesn't want to alienate Chicago. I'm not saying it would be like off the bat, but he doesn't want to alienate Chicago, and and he he doesn't have any reason to say any bad about Common anyway. But no. but you know, like I say, Big Sherm has alienated him in the sense where he's not dependent on him anymore. So he so he went after him, and, and it's, right. it's really it's really a shallow. Way of thinking,
3: you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, no. I'm not saying, yeah. Kanye is Kanye is the pretense of high level thinking. I mean, like <laughs> even when he was like, he's just like a facade. I was thinking, like, you know, one of my favorite movies is American Psycho, and yeah. I, I, I'm just like, and I'm waiting, and I would just, he'd be like perfect for a remake. Like, I would just look, like he could just like, dude, he could be like go only black dude at Goldman Sachs. And like he's trying to, and he tries to start in his own way, fashion, the,
0: the, you know, fashion One thing about that though, Dave, is that you don't, you don't necessarily have to write a script for him because I would I I would love to see him try to follow a, a living. Oh no,
3: yeah, no, just add, not, no. he said
0: is that you could just document, you could just document his life. And it'll be it'll be that movie that you're talk that you're pitching there uh you know, an update on American Psycho. You could just you can just follow him with a camera and, and get that.
3: Yeah, but I mean he can't be wearing that ugly ass gap stuff though. Like he like he, yeah. couldn't, <laughs> you know, he couldn't like that wouldn't work. Like like he was talking <laughs> about buying his, Yeah, I, I, the style
0: would be different. Yeah,
3: definitely. Like yeah, he's talking about. I forgot who he said he bought it, got his drawers and his socks from. Who picked them up from the airport because he, he had no clothes, so they took him to the, you know the store. I forgot if it was Eve Saint Laurent, whoever it was. But like he can't be wearing that, you know, Missy Elliott looking shit, and from you know, I can't stand in the rain, uh, and
0: and, <laughs> and, and do that. Nah, but, but that that's sort of like if if you made it an update of. America's psycho. That might fit too. Like if you if you put him in the eighties, yeah, he would definitely be in a, a, a different vibe. They still, so they,
3: different. They, they, they still dress like that. I mean, like he may be thinking, you know, he had to do something like low key, like wear some Jordans with a suit or something, and then like play out, call him out on it in the office, and then he start getting the ego, or he get passed over for jobs, and he start getting like or promotions, and he get like a you know ego, a chip on the shoulder about the shit. And I mean, like, I think that's where the play is with him, but like, he couldn't wear any of that ugly shit he made himself and think he, it's gonna work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, but basically, what I'm saying is that he, it's, it's, it's not, yeah, it, it's not the, the exact Patrick Bateman story, but. It's still an American psycho that,
3: story. That, no, there's a lot of parallels between and it. It, it, like the way if you, the way Patrick Bateman talked about where he, like everything, like actually is real similar to Kanye, where nigga eat what he wear, like where he goes, like that's all Kanye talks about. He's actually a pretty, one like vapid human being. Sure, yeah, sure. I mean, like so no, like Pat, like him and Patrick Bateman works. I mean, the only problem with him is like you'd have to have like. Like, you know, um, doppelgangers are like Kanye, like same dudes all doing the same thing. Or maybe that's the context. Maybe it's not him working at a hedge fund. Maybe it's him working like at a fashion house or something like that. And he's a dude who gets played because they say his shit's ugly. And then maybe he like spazzes out and kills his like, uh, you know, whoever his boss is or something like. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's the well, like he well yeah. I, you know I was,
0: he when well, he had his little his little uh. No, not endeavors, but his he, he he's had he had some little flirtations in the filmmaking, but I'm surprised he didn't try nothing like that. But you know, but he, he doesn't seem to be interested in such things at this point.
3: Yeah, no, no, I know, and, and yeah. he, I know it was funny. He mentioned some shit about being homeless or him feeling like I, him eschewing, you know, having houses and shit. And they just bought a fifty-seven million dollar house in Malibu. And so I was yeah, like yeah, so that, yeah. like that line, like when he was telling him, like I, I mean, like the concept he was saying about, I just want to go somewhere and not have to worry about like housing, is a dope concept. Or but him making it like he don't believe in owning, you know, material like real estate shit. That's like that's false. Yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah, he, I mean, like it,
0: browbeating you know, black folks about not owning things in the interview. He's, I'm, I'm trying to think of what. He he actually came close to a cogent point and saying that he was talking about our lack of ownership in uh, you know uh, on our, of our you know in in regards to land and stuff like that. But
3: you it caught. Look, I mean, I mean, if you if you, if you buying them ugly ass Adidas and stuff like that, that's your, that's you know you buy that that's that's where your priority for buying real estate then went. I yeah,
0: mean, like yeah, he acting like he wouldn't rather like nigga, like other people by the neck. these yeah. these hype, yeah,
3: all these people that could be out quote unquote be out buying a patch of land is buying your ugly ass shoes. You can't exactly.
0: salt <laughs> if it. If it came down to a choice, we know what choice he would rather endorse.
3: Yeah, I'm like like yeah, the reason why you know Gap gave you a blank check and Adidas give you a blank check. It's for that very reason. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that there was that um what I was going to say, the other thing I am disappoint, I was kind of disappointed is was that Harold documentary, I can't I couldn't watch it for another weekend. A week. I guess they were like, you know, not show, streaming it everywhere until the 14th.
0: Okay. Well, well, and let the people let the people know what you're talking about exactly. A so, Punch Night,
3: Punch over nine, over for, Punch nine for Hero Washington, which was recently shown at the Chicago uh, International Film Fest, um, a couple, a few weeks ago. Now it's open to everyone. Um, so, effective November uh, 14th, and you can see it on IFC. Uh, effective November for streaming on IFC. And it follows his 1983 campaign being the first black mayor of Chicago, which was a really monumental thing. And for those who don't understand who Harold Washington was or his, his cultural importance is that for a lot of people, even by, you know, our 44 presidents own words, if it wasn't for Harold Washington, there'd be no him. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of and for and for a lot of people, what they don't understand is that he wasn't the first black mayor, but he was the first black mayor of a major American city. And he probably still was the one even at this point who probably had the largest mark and who had a campaign and who had a rare thing where he had a campaign for, you know, mayorship that wasn't mired by corruption. And, you yeah. know, fortunately, we lost him only after four years. Um, but he got a lot. He got he got done what he could get done, you know, despite having half more than half of city uh, council, you know, vetoing everything he was trying to pass. Right. And completely me, warren
0: city council. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Warren and just like abject racist. Right? Yeah. People, we, we get all we got all sensitive and we talk about things like Trump is racist. Trump is probably PG compared to what here Washington endured, you know, <laughs> for 40 years ago in Chicago.
0: Yeah, he is is nothing, nothing like the sort of uh, inherent uh, racism that that was born and and bred in Chicago. Like the the, the some of the politicians here, the the, the feel of of uh, arrogance that they've had over that they have built up of uh, over the years. You know, a lot of that came down on him. Like I, you know, I, I remember talking to a brother on uh, on. Twitter a couple weeks ago, a good good guy named Chris, who uh is a writer as well. And he's from oh he's from out east. He's from like the Delaware area. And um he I I mentioned I, I, there was some mention about Chicago and um I I brought up I brought up Harold and it was like and he was like, no, he's our age, Chris. He maybe even older than me, older than me. And he was—he wasn't even aware of hell. And I was like, "Yeah, hell was a a, a potential. He, he was a game changer in the time he was here. But he was a—he really would have been a potential game changer had he stayed alive and got to reign, as it were, with it got to to serve this people, people and serve the city of Chicago, going through the '80s into the '90s and stuff. a lot of stuff that people associate. With Chicago and and issues that we've had that have built up over time, I think, you know, we'd have been looking at him in a different light, or at least, or may not even be looking at him at all if Harold was around to be the leader of this city for longer than he was.
3: Definitely. I, I don't, I mean, it's really interesting in politics, you don't think about people that are selfless. And he's one of those rare cases of true selfless politicians that are at that level. But again, game, yeah. I mean, and I think that's the you know unfortunate. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's uh we we I don't, I don't know we may try to get uh someone who's involved in that project on on with us as well in the near future. I don't know. Uh, uh, we're kind of working on that, but uh, like I said, we we got some we do got some guests that we're working on. We got some guests that are booked and guests that are close to booked. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, that uh we're gonna get that going again within in the building. But uh, you know, Dave, Dave is definitely uh gonna check us out here on Mondays, uh, probably like every other Monday at least going forward. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have yeah. uh, some more conversations like this and uh talking about stuff. Uh mm-hmm. I don't know anything, anything else that come to your mind right quick? Wait, what, what was no. the what's the name again? So if people missed it of the plus,
3: Punch nine for Harold.
0: Punch nine for Harold, yeah. so You can see it on
3: IFC starting on
0: 14th. Yeah, that's, so uh, I definitely check that out. If you, if like I say uh, to, I don't know what degree y'all know about Harold. I know uh, our Chicago audience, of course, would know a lot about him, but uh, you know, outside of Chicago, you know, if you got some interest in that, if you got some interest in modern black history and modern uh, politics, you know, definitely uh, there's a lot to be uh a lot to learn about there with Harold. I agree. So, anything else you want to jump into right quick, man? For, I've, been, I've been working and now I've been broadcasting for a little... No, for, no I've been at it all day, man, so I'm kind of no, really getting it around. No, we're,
3: we're good. We can, we can, we can reconnect um, on the next one.
0: Yeah, no doubt. We'll be back on soon, man. We may. I'm, I'm, I can't... I, I don't want to say anything and not uh, follow through, but we are, we'll we'll try to have a like i said, one of these upcoming interviews going uh in the next week or two. If not this week, definitely next week. I'm going to try to get something together and uh like i said we'll get in the building going again and um yeah, that's that's it man for now. Uh we got a a lot going on. Like I said bulls and bears both in action right now. Uh appreciate everybody who was on help me uh preview the nights events and everything and Uh, Dave, of course, and and Lil Idris, uh, chilling out in Cali. Uh, Definitely look forward to seeing more of y'all here on on Mondays as well, but definitely uh, within the building. So, uh, like I say, shout out to Drew, shout out to Ryan, shout out to everybody uh, who who checks up with us uh, on War Media, uh, all the major platforms, Twitter, uh, Facebook, IG, and, uh, of course, uh, here on YouTube. Uh, Definitely can keep up with all of our stuff. Just subscribe to war media and uh, check us out. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep riding. And uh, in the meantime, we'll highlight y'all on the next, on the flip side tomorrow. uh, I should be on at about this. No, well, actually uh, at about the same time I came on today, I have a little something going on tomorrow, talking some basketball with a couple of good folks uh college basketball season is starting tomorrow so i'm gonna do some talk with that uh with ricky o'donnell from sb nation and uh also i want to follow up on uh what happened tonight with the bulls and uh maybe some uh, with the bears as well some football talk with uh brian Mazique who is an old friend of uh, war media as well uh so i'm looking to get those both of those guys on tomorrow and do a quick thing with them and uh friday uh, we'll, we'll be on with Running with War, uh, doing our official show for the week. Uh, doing I'm I'm, 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 I'm sending us off, man. We're about, to, we're about to go, uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be uh, on Friday, uh, before the Bulls, uh, Warriors gang. And um, yeah, that's it for now, though. Peace out, everybody. Much love. Enjoy your week, and we'll be back next Monday. With more Monday night means, all right. All right, peace. All right.